Welcome, Eagles fans, to the very first episode of Second and 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast. I am your host, Michael Roscoe, and we're going to dive right into this first episode covering the Eagles versus the Ravens preseason. However, breaking news, we have Hassan Reddick out for a little bit of time due to a thumb injury, which he's expected to have minor surgery on. But before we all freak the fuck out, he is expected to only miss the rest of preseason and hopefully we will have him in week one versus the Patriots. Hassan, we are wishing you a speedy but efficient recovery. Good luck in your surgery as well. So let's dive right into it. Obviously, we saw how that game worked out. Eagles lost to the Ravens 29-19. Ravens maintained their perfect preseason record, but hey, it's preseason. There's no need to freak out. I was seeing on some online articles and Facebook posts from people who are like, why did we go for two? Why did we go for two? We could have tied the game and then got a chance to win. It's preseason, all right? The only ones who take it seriously are apparently the Ravens who maintain their 24-win streak when it comes to the preseason. But then again, it's a preseason. It doesn't always reflect how the regular season record turns out. The first thing I want to talk about is our quarterbacks. Obviously, Jalen Hurts and many of the starters sat out this game respectfully because they have their rosters on lock. However, we did see Marcus Mariota, Tanner McKee, and Ian Book all play in this game, and I'm going to go over each and every single one of them. First, starting out with Marcus. I wouldn't say he was a stud or a dud. I'd probably put him in the middle of like a meh. Because he did have four rushes for about 30 yards, showing us a little bit of the run game, which we love to see in our quarterbacks, ones who can be a dual-threat quarterback. However, his passing was just not there. Now, granted, he is throwing to second, third, fourth stringer uh, roster bubble guys. You know, it's not A.J. Brown, it's not Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, whoever the case may be. It's not them. So we are expected to see not some star performance, but... Regardless, there were a lot of passes that he made in which should have been more accurate. However, honestly, he's been doing pretty well in practice from the little bit of reports and articles I've been reading. So I don't think as Eagle fans, we need to necessarily freak out just because he had a bad performance in a preseason game. Again, it's preseason. Now, if this was a regular season game, yes, I would be concerned. We'd have a little bit of a problem, but we're just not there yet. I still think Marcus is a very suitable backup, and I hope in this upcoming game against the Browns, we'll see a little bit of improvement from his end. Now let's move on to Tanner McKee. For those who don't know, he was our sixth-round draft pick expected to compete for the third-string quarterback role versus Ian Book. And I'll say I'm fucking impressed. The stats don't necessarily show it about 10 for 20 for 148 yards, but man, he showed some potential NFL-caliber quarterback skills that honestly were more impressive than Marcus in that game. I ain't going to lie about that. I think Tanner was very cool under pressure, able to get out of the pocket, make some sick fucking throws to Tyree Cleveland, Greg Ward, and others. And they were pretty accurate. They were pretty spot on. He did not look afraid at all. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He was getting out of the pocket. He was making his passes. And I'll say I'm pretty impressed. Now, again, he did go 10 for 20, which looking at the stat, you'd be like, what the fuck? That's not necessarily that impressive. But again, same thing as I said with Marcus, he's throwing to your second through fourth string guys, guys who will end up on the practice squad, guys who will end up not making the team. But 
he was making some awesome throws. He had one really good throw for 15-plus yards to Johnny King, I want to say, in single coverage, as well as another pass to Tyree Cleveland that made it to the two-yard line right before the Trey Sermon touchdown. Both of those were very accurate. They were you know, clean. They didn't really have to work for that catch uh, like some of the receivers had to for Marcus. I was very impressed. Now, let's talk about my man, number 19, Ian Book. Ian, 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 all I got to say is, what the fuck was going on, dude? Like, this man is out here scrambling like an egg for 37 sideways yards, all to gain no yards or lose yards every single time. Like, the stats for him in that game, passing, 1 for 4 for 11 yards, and 5 rushes for 24 yards, averaging 4.8 yards per rush. I'm sorry, I just really did not like what I saw out of him. And again, third-string quarterback, what are we worrying about? Have y'all seen what happened to the 49ers this year, getting down to their fourth-string quarterback, who also got knocked out of the game? Granted, it was by us on a clean play, I will say that, but still, a team went down four quarterbacks. So, I'm going to be honest, I want all quarterbacks on our team, Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, whoever the third string QB to be, I want them all to be able to perform very well, and if Ian Book is our third string quarterback, and God forbid we get into a situation where we need to have him, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of faith after that performance. You know, he may change in this performance upcoming against the Browns, but if it continues to trail like this, I think Tanner McKee is going to take the third string roster spot and honestly I'm rooting for Tanner to take that roster spot I hope he does really well in this game tonight all right let's shift over to the receivers real quick for a little bit on the offense honestly the two standout wide receivers for me were Tyree Cleveland and Greg Ward and it makes sense they're competing for a spot especially Greg he's been on and off the team and he is fighting for that roster spot Tyree Cleveland caught five receptions for 68 yards and an average of 13.6 yards per catch, while Greg Ward also five catches for 53 yards at 10.6 yards per catch. Granted, neither of them had any touchdowns in this game, but again, it's preseason, and I'll say I was impressed with them. Good job, guys. Now on to our running backs. Obviously, we didn't see a lot of Rashad Penny or Kenny G, and by not a lot of, I mean at all, as they were part of the starters that sat out for this game. We got to see a little bit of action from DeAndre Swift, and man, that fucking cut was like a hot knife through butter, dude. That cut against the Ravens player, I don't even know who his name was because I was so focused on that fucking juke, dude. It reminded me of the Jalen Hurts juke against that one dude from the Saints. Just, you know, put his put him on his ass. That was amazing. I hope to see more of that from DeAndre in the rest of these uh, preseason games. We had Trey Sermon with our only offensive score of the game, and he did pretty well. I think he did pretty well. He had nine rushes for 21 yards, you know, low stat lines, but hey, he got the touchdown that we needed. We carried four running backs last year. Do we carry five this year? I think that question has low-key been on a lot of people's minds as we've been seeing these guys in the preseason. Between Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, and Trey Sermon, it'd be really hard to cut one of those guys. We didn't see a lot of Trey Sermon last year. I get that. But through practices and preseason so far, he's been making a name for himself again, really trying to get that roster spot. Now, personally, 
I'm up in the air of where we carry four or five running backs. I feel like I just need to see more preseason games and practices to be able to make that decision. I honestly don't know if it's worth to carry five, but I also would not totally be mad if they carry five. I don't know. I want to see what everyone else thinks. All right, y'all, we're going to switch gears up and talk about the defense. And you know who I'm going to start with. Our ninth overall pick, Jalen Carter. Granted, he only played two snaps, but in his first snap in the NFL, all I got to say is holy fucking shit. He was out here swimming through offensive linemen like a majestic dolphin, getting a quarterback hit on Josh Johnson, which almost was a sack by like .2 seconds. Obviously, they don't want to play him for too long because he's expected to be a big name, potentially a starter in that uh, D-line rotation. I get why they only played him for a few snaps. But man, if you look at articles all across the league about this guy, he is going to be a fucking problem for offensive lines. I am so ecstatic to see what this man can do in a regular season game. I want to see him put Mac Jones on his fucking ass on his first defensive snap in the NFL. Now, I don't think that's actually going to happen on the first snap at least, but I want to see him flatten Mac Jones like a pancake. But let's move on real quick to our third round pick from the draft. I think we all know who we're talking about, and that is my man, Sidney Brown. And I will be honest, I was a little upset we didn't get Brian Branch in the draft, but I think it was well worth it when we got Sidney Brown. I think he was a fucking steal for this draft. He had nine tackles and around 40 snaps defensively, the most of any defensive player on the team in that game, just letting you know. Everywhere the ball was, he was. He was out there like a fucking ball hawk, just making tackles, making plays, always being there. That is what we need from a rookie DB. And honestly, I saw a little bit of Reed Blankenship out of him. What I mean by that is when we watched the preseason last year, same thing. This man was a fucking ball hawk. He was all over the field, making tackles, being on the ball, being where he needed to be, and making the play where it needed to be. So I do draw a little bit of comparison between the two, and it helps that they play the same position. Now, Reed appears to have the lock on one of the starting safety positions. The other one seems to be up for grabs still, and we have a bunch of guys making their name for it. I would not be surprised if we see a lot of Sidney Brown in week one, to be honest. Then again, it really depends on how he does. We have plenty of safeties to rotate in and out. However, I think this man is going to be a star. He's got a lot of potential. He's a smart, young, athletic DB. And I think he was a fucking steal for this draft. And I can't wait to see what he does in the regular season. Now I want to dive into kind of a little bit of an underrated guy. Obviously, he went undrafted and the Eagles picked him up and I'm talking about Eli Ricks Eli Ricks with the pick six against whoever the fuck that quarterback was I can't even remember right now but that was a beautiful pick six I know from a lot of articles people were saying that they were surprised that he didn't get drafted I think injuries from college were a little bit of an issue but I feel like that play put him on notice as he is fighting for a spot in a position that has a lot of strong talent and a lot of depth to it. So I'm excited to see what he does in the upcoming preseason games. And hopefully, you know, that works out for him and makes the 53-man roster out of it. 
All right, we're going to switch over to the special teams for just a sec. It, this had me fucking confused, I ain't going to lie. We had Zek McPherson out there returning punts. For those of you who don't know, he plays uh, the nickel corner. Not typically a guy to return punts, so that was interesting to see. He only had two uh, punt returns for 10 yards total, so not really much to go off of, but that kind of confused me a bit. We didn't see Britton Covey out there. Our usual punt returner guy, maybe they're trying to keep him healthy or whatever, just kind of trying things out, fucking around and finding out whatever the case may be. But again, it's preseason. This is the time of the year to try a bunch of random miscellaneous shit, see if it works out, see what doesn't work out, and never do that shit again. But I just thought it was very interesting to see a young Zach McPherson out here just returning punts. Speaking of punters, let's also talk about the punter battle that we got going on between Aaron Sipos and Legatron, Ty Zentner. Now, I know at least for the past year, maybe even a little bit more, people were a little disappointed in Aaron Sipos's performance. Uh, he was injured for a little bit last year, but regardless, I think they they brought in a undrafted punter for a reason to compete to see if he has what it takes to earn that spot on this team now a lot of reports that i've been seeing are is that he's winning the punter battle versus the undrafted rookie i personally disagree with that and one of the reasons for that is is i actually went up to the link to watch the practice in person and that is a four and a half hour drive for me so that is some dedication if there were any by the way but i digress anyway this man was fucking sending it. They call him Legatron for a fucking reason. These punts were clean. These punts were long, high. Easily, each punt I saw had to be at least over 40 yards per punt. That is the kind of consistency we need from our punter. And to be honest, if they're bringing in another punter, the Eagles don't seem that confident, or at least at that time when they brought him in, didn't seem that confident in his in Aaron Sippus's performance. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the reports say that Sippus is leading this battle, but me personally, I'm rooting for Legatron. If that man can replicate what I saw in the practices and in the preseason so far in a regular season game, then we will be solid for the special teams in our punting game. All right, we got the upcoming game of the Eagles versus the Browns, and this is what I want to see. I would like to see a little bit better performance from Marcus Mariota. Hopefully he has learned from his mistakes in the first preseason game and steps it up for us in this one. I'd also like to see more of Tanner McKee. I'm very interested to see in what this guy can do. I think he was fantastic last week, and I'm excited to see what he does for us this week. Definitely want to see more DeAndre Swift action. Um, they may not play him too much just to make sure everyone's all good. And we have a huge running back rotation room, so we may see more Trey Sermon. But we'll see what happens. On the defensive side, I would love to see more of Jalen Carter, see what he can do to that O-line. He was throwing all pro dudes down in the joint practices. Let's see if he can do that again. Don't know if they're going to keep him you know, limited snap-wise, just, again, for starter reasons. but. I'm hoping to see more of him in this game. I'd also really like to see a lot more of Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo, our uh, newest corners. Uh, I'd like to see what they can do. I think uh, Eli Ricks, obviously with a pick six, really well. Love to see more of him. But I'd also like to see a little bit more of Keely Ringo. He put up a couple of good stats, but I would just want I just want to see more. That's all. 
And on that note, this concludes the very first episode of Second and 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast. If you've made it this far, I thank you. I really appreciate you. This is my very first podcast episode. Obviously, I'm still learning a lot about podcasting and editing and all that jazz. Uh, So I appreciate you all listening, uh, supporting the podcast, sharing on social media, whatever you've been doing to show your love and support. I sincerely appreciate it. At this moment, you can find this podcast on Buzzsprout and Spotify, and the links to these will be included in this podcast episode description. Also at this moment, you can find us on social media on our Instagram account at second and 15. That's two N-D-A-N-D-1-5. And that's a wrap, y'all. Once again, I appreciate you hanging in and listening to this podcast and hoping that you will listen and subscribe, listen to future episodes, provide me any feedback. Like I said, I'm still learning the game of this, so any feedback would help tremendously. So until next time, this is Michael Roscoe signing off. Fly like an eagle and go birds.